0: everybody hope you're doing great and having a wonderful weekend my name is aaron Olinsky. i'm the lead pastor here at grace church and if this is your first time here at grace we're so glad that you're here Thank you so much for coming and checking out our church. Uh, we just are excited about what God is doing. This is an amazing Sunday. Uh, obviously, this is Baptism Sunday for us, and so this is also week two of our Fresh Air series. This is a, a fantastic series that we're so excited about, uh, just God doing significant things where, you know how just times in life we just feel like we're struggling, and we're down, and we just need some revitalization, some, some encouragement, some, some uplifting, and so that's what this is. This is about fresh air that literally God, through His Holy Spirit, will breathe into us uh, in our lives. And so we need this. I know last week we talked about some things where even when we're struggling, when we're down, uh, even potentially considering suicide, that, that we can look towards the Lord uh, and who He is, that we have a choice. Despite our circumstances, despite our surroundings, we can choose. We can, we can decide which direction we're going to head. And so with this fresh air and the idea of that, we can literally choose a life in Christ. Uh, instead of being away from him. So that's what this is all about. It's, it's going to be incredible, uh, amazing. I know just we, we have to understand that we don't have to fake it. Uh, in life, just we don't have to wear masks. We don't have to hide things from other people. You know, far too often we get wrapped up in what other people are thinking about us, but really the only one that we should be focused on serving and honoring and, and is that thinking about us is the Lord and who he is. And so we don't have to fake it in who we are, we don't have to give up. Uh, when we're going through those struggles, but we can lean on the Lord and he will literally revitalize us in our soul and our mind and our emotions and who we are. And so we can choose to trust in the Lord. And you're going to be faced with this choice today. And I want to share with you a verse that talks about that. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 30. It says, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh. That you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. And so I just, I wanna encourage you with that. Like all heaven is watching. Uh, the, the choices that we make, the decisions, how we go about them in our life. And we have this amazing, incredible opportunity to choose life. And so today, in this week two uh, of this Fresh Air series, I'm gonna be talking about our attitude, right? Just our, our attitude, because to me, when you think about our attitude, it really comes from the why. Like, I think we should always be aware of why we feel or are acting or saying the things that we do. And so the why is our attitude. Uh, It it reflects. We have to process that. And and I don't know about you, but I I know some amazing people that are in my life, and they just, they have a great attitude, Uh, just an incredible attitude all the time. Like, literally, they're refreshing. Uh, Even in, in, in struggles and difficulties, they're like, but this is going to be an opportunity. I'm going, yes. Like, and so I've actually taken that word opportunity and applied it into my vocabulary, like right? walking through something that's like, hey, this might be hard and a struggle, but there's an opportunity that the Lord is presenting. And so just there's people like that, and I hope that you have some of them in your life. I hope that you're one of those. But I, there are also some people that don't have great attitudes, uh, Right? Uh, you may not kind of elbow anybody that's in and around or near you at any point in time right now, but just sometimes they're great, and, and I've even kind of bumped into some people over the course of my life, and even recently, it just, their attitude is, is not only not great, but it, it just even seems like in a, it's in a dark place, uh, and, and that's, that's, that's probably really hard for them and heavy for them in their life. So I'm going to share just a, a vulnerable story about some things that I've experienced where um, Two times recently, uh, Pastor Aaron got flipped off in the community. Uh, That's just, like, I'm going to tell you, uh, that's the deal. Like, it's just reality, okay? So, and and, uh, both of them were while I was driving. Uh, So, I I, I tend to be an aggressive driver. um, So, but here's the deal. Okay, so the first time, this man was walking his dog, right? He worried. All right, so the first one is... This man was walking his dog, right? He was walking his dog. He was walking on the sidewalk. And, and I was in the right lane and he was coming towards me. Like, and, and then he, he, he began to cross, uh, cross the crosswalk. And I, I was going to turn right into where he was walking his dog, right? And so I stopped right, the, the man is walking his dog, and he's coming across the walk, crosswalk, and, I, and I'm pulling in, and so I stop, like I have my blinker on, and he knows where I'm coming, and he, he, he comes forward, and, and so after he gets through the crosswalk, like he's now past the street, I begin to pull in, and I see him kind of mouthing things to me, and, and I'm like, what's up with that, and so I kind of turn and look at him, and he gives me the your number one sign, and I'm like, what's up with that, You're like come on, like I let you go through, and so I said, man, he, just, he must be having a tough day or something. And so then the second time, uh, I, was, I was actually in the wrong lane, right? So it, it's a four-lane road. There's two lanes heading this way, and then there's a turn lane. And I was in the left lane, and I realized, uh, in the far left lane, and so I realized, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm in the wrong lane because I'm getting ready. I've got to turn right. And so I'm going, oh, my gosh. And so, but there was, there was a, 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 another vehicle like in my blind spot, like right here on the right. And so... Instead of me speeding up and cutting them off and pulling over, I slowed down. Like, I backed up, let them come in front of me. But then, you're fully aware, like, I had to kind of whoosh, over two lanes really, really quick so I didn't miss my turn. Man, I'll tell you what, he gave me the, hey, peel the banana, Pastor Aaron. Like, he gave me one of those. And, the, and I'm going, what? Like, are you kidding me? I let him go by, and then I kind of swerve over, and he didn't like that. Like, the way that I handled that. And, and so, keep your fingers to yourself. Uh, Please, like, please. And so, here's the thing with all that, right? In talking about our attitudes, I do not expect people that do not yet know Jesus to act like Jesus. I don't. I I don't expect them to. I don't expect those type of people to take on the attitude of Christ. Uh, In fact, I consider them normal. Uh, That they're normal people, and they're acting in a way and responding in a way that seems appropriate to themselves, right? That's just the reality about life. But then on a spiritual level, like I would say those of us that have chosen to follow after Jesus, uh, we are not better uh, than those people, uh, but we have chosen a different way of life, a different way of thinking, a different way of processing, a different attitude, a different mindset. And really, when you think about it, we have chosen this way because of the reality of Jesus' second coming. Uh, We we understand that we have a spirit, our spirit will spend eternity somewhere, right, whether it's when we pass or when Jesus comes and and returns to this earth, which is going to happen. We have decided, because of his second coming and his return, that's that's going to happen, uh, we choose Christ, we choose to follow after him, and so there's just some things that I've identified and just kind of walked through and processed just regarding our attitude and fresh air, and and so it's... In fact, one of the signs of end times uh, is that people will have just kind of messed up hearts, uh, messed up attitudes in the way that they process and think. And so I want to share with you some verses, and we're going to be pulling some things from these verses today. So this is 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. It says, uh, this is the apostle Paul writing to Timothy, who was a young pastor. He said, hey, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, There will be very difficult times, uh, for people will love only themselves and their money. Uh, They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. Uh, They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others, have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. And so what I want to do in this sermon and and, and message today is is I want to pull four different things uh, from this passage of Scripture regarding our attitude, because I believe that God gives us fresh air, right? But we may have allowed some of these things that I just read about to be in our lives. Uh, We may have allowed them and permitted them to, to be there and remain there. And so the first one that I want to touch on is just that sometimes we're ungrateful, uh, just in our lives, uh, we, just, we really sometimes get focused on what we want, uh, and, and that kind of stirs something inside of us, an attitude of maybe greed and desire, that type of thing. And, and so often we forget what we have and, and what it took to get us to this place, and we just are always focused on what we want next. That, um, and so what I want to share with you is, is just that the more that we have, the more that we're going to want. And that's an attitude that we're going to have to battle against. And I would look at many of us in our life, and we have a lot of stuff. And so we really have to battle that attitude. And remember uh, back in the day when the iPhone 5 was cool? Uh, I still have a very cool iPhone 5. And some of you uh, that are maybe younger than I am, you go, pfft. Like you laugh and you go, what? like, does that even still work? Like, you know, it, it does, in fact. And, and I think I'm actually pretty cool because I still have it. Um, but do you remember, uh, those of us that are maybe a little bit older, remember when you got your Disc Man? Right? You had your Disc Man, and, 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 and if, you, if you bounced the Disc Man, some of you are going, what in the world is that? Uh, so if you bounced the Disc Man, uh, or it like, jostled a little bit, it would skip, and you would, ugh, like your, your CD would skip and stuff. And remember uh, when kids played outside, like remember those of us that, that are maybe a little bit older, like kids played outside more than they're inside, and, and the thing that's just interesting with that, in, in relation to our, our just sometimes an ungrateful attitude, is the reality that oftentimes less is more, and so we've got to battle this idea, this attitude of understanding that just if we have more, we're going to want more, and sometimes less is more uh, in, in our lives, and so we just need to recognize when we are ungrateful. Uh, the second thing that I want to pull out is just a, is an unholy type attitude. Uh, and, and so I just I see that there are things in our life that are often polluting our hearts. There's this pollution that's happening in our soul and what we experience. And, and so when we do things that are unholy... We, if you're a Christ follower, we identify that as the word sin. Like, we do things that are against God. It opposes him. We don't hit the, the goal, the target that the Lord has laid out for us. We miss it, and so that's sin. And so that's very true. But there is also an aspect of this unholiness that I want to draw out as well. Because when we sin, there's a little bit more to it. Like, let me share this in a couple of steps. So 1 John 1, nine, it says if we confess our sin to him, right, he is faithful and just, to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. And we go, yes, like that's awesome. We're so thankful for that. That's amazing. That's our sin. But there's another piece to that. And so what happens is the devil, he will try and come in because we've committed this sin. He will come in and he will try and remind us of the thing that we've done, right? And what he does is he tries to use that against us in the area of shame and guilt, And so we've done a sin, we did it, said it, you know, finger, whatever it is, like we're going, oh, God, please forgive me. Right, yes, awesome. But then what happens is the devil will go, hey, remember when Pastor Aaron was telling that story on that Sunday morning and you were one of those people that, you know, peeled the banana, you know, and and you go, oh, and so you feel that, you feel that weight and what that is, that's not God. That literally is the devil trying to make you feel shameful or guilty of what you did. And that weight can linger at times. And it comes up and, and we, we battle with that. And here, We do things right in our life that we don't want anybody to know about. Uh, we, we, we are hoping that people never, ever find out about some of the decisions that we've made in our life. But the thing that's incredible is regardless of what we have ever done, Jesus forgives us. Because of his blood, because of his death and resurrection, we literally confess our sins, and he wipes them clean. They're gone. And so with that, Jesus also takes our shame and our guilt that the devil will try and use against us. And so we go, sweet, like sweet, God forgives my sin, Jesus takes my guilt, so I get to do whatever I want. Yes! No, like, just kidding. I, some of you are going, wait a second. Like, no, like, that's not reality. We think, oh, my gosh, I can do and, and say whatever I want and live however I want. And, and I get forgiveness and guilt gone. No, let, let's read a scripture verse that talked about that. In Romans chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Well, then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? And so I believe that there's more to it when we just simply sin and we we give our sin over to him, but we also can give our shame and our guilt and not allow the enemy to remind us of those things, of our past life. And so this attitude of unholiness, uh, it literally can be eliminated entirely from our life. If we're to take this on and experiencing it, where we can have this in an incredible way, because God wants to breathe fresh air, not have weight and heaviness in our life. He wants us to be uplifted and encouraged. And then there's a a third thing that I want to touch on, and it's the aspect of being unloving. Uh, And so to me, when you talk about love and loving, it's a very broad term for us in the English languages, in the American culture. And so I kind of want to go at it in a little bit different spin. So in order to know what unloving is, I would say we need to know what love is, right? And so if I were to say something like love is intentionally doing something for someone else that costs you something, and you don't expect anything in return, that that's love. Like that's loving. If I do something and I don't expect anything in return, I'm just doing it for you out of, out of the, the, the goodness of my heart and, and the love that God gives me, I'm just doing this for you because. Like that's love and loving. And putting somebody else before ourselves, putting their needs before our own. And, and sometimes, you know, we just, we battle with that. Sometimes we don't always see that, right? And so I want to read through uh, a couple of verses that, that talk about what it is to love. And so let me share with you First Corinthians 13. And maybe you've heard this before at the most recent wedding that you've been to. But in 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 4, it says that love is patient. Can we stop right there? Okay, don't read the rest. Love is patient. Like patient. And so if I'm being loving, then I'm being patient. And so anytime I'm impatient, then I'm being unloving. And so when I get frustrated and irritated and don't say the things that I really wish that I didn't say or get agitated by the the time frame or the the lateness or I'm being impatient. And so love is is patient. And we get so just in this mindset of busyness and rushing and where we're not experiencing fresh air, uh, we're impatient. And so love is patient. And for some of us, That's that's all we need to get out of this message today, right? I mean, for some of us, we we just mean, how was the message? It was awesome. What did he talk about? Love is patient. Like that's it. Yep. Love is patient. Love is kind. And so, when we do things that are kind towards other people or in our life, then we're being loving. And so anytime we're a little bit brash or crude or rude, it's th- th- there's not so much kindness in that attitude that we're experiencing. Love is not jealous. And so when our neighbor pulls in the new BMW and we go, man, that would look nice in my driveway, um, that's a little bit of envy envy that rises up inside of us. And so scripture t- says that we're to love our neighbor. And so in our literal neighbor, like being envious or jealous of them or their things or uh, is not loving. And love is not boastful. Uh, it's not proud. It's not rude. And so anytime we are getting impatient or unkind or saying things that are brash or or being rude, um, that's not loving of us, and th- this next one's a little bit more challenging for me, where uh, it does not demand its own way. I like to get my own way, um, so when I want that, I'm not being loving. Um, love is not irritable. it doesn't keep any record of being wronged, so when we remember the things that our spouse said or did and we kind of use that against them or we treat them a certain way or say the things that we say or are cold towards them, uh, that's not loving. Uh, we're we're keeping a record of how they've disappointed us or let us down. And, um, and I know that this is challenging, right? I get it. That's kind of why... I settle down a little bit um, and just let the Holy Spirit speak to us through his word. Uh, This is powerful and very significant because there is pollution in our hearts, right? We are ungrateful. At times, we are unholy. At times, we're unloving. And there's no fresh air in those words. None. They are completely void of God's fresh air. And that's not what he have, has for us. And then there's one last one I want to pull out, um, and it's that we're unforgiving. And the reason I, I wanted to address this, because this is in that Second Timothy passage. Uh, the fourth one is just being unforgiving. The reason I wanted to identify this is because we had a message that talked about forgiveness. Uh, and it was just uh, last month, uh, about six weeks ago, actually. Uh, in fact, it's on our podcast on March 24th. So if you know that you battle with being unforgiving or you need to be, learn how to give forgiveness towards other people, I would encourage you to go to our podcast and listen to March 24th. It's an entire message on this point uh, because we cannot blame other people for our unforgiveness. We're the ones that are harboring that. We can't project that on other people. We are responsible for our own attitudes. Isn't that so true? We our soul and be mindful. So we have to fall in love with Jesus and, and allow him to saturate our soul and be mindful of the condition of our heart. Because the condition of our heart and our attitude is entirely up to us. Entirely, 100%. We get to decide how we're going to react, how we're going to respond, the words that we're going to say, what we're going to feel and experience. Like we are going to understand and, and, and decide how we're going to think and react in a situation. And so if you look at those four words and those four points and you struggle with one of them, or maybe you're like, hey, bro, all four for me, uh, like we can make a change, right? There's a transition that that may need to happen, a turning around in the way that we think or process, but I believe that we can choose life. I believe that we can choose fresh air that God gives to us. In fact, in, in Joshua 24, verse 15, it says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today. Choose today who you're going to serve. Uh, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And so I, like multiple scripture that talk about this, uh, there is a choice in us, for us, because of us, in, in how we live. And so we decide that how we're going to respond in a certain situation or we allow the devil to influence how we're going to respond. And it is that abrupt and that harsh so we can lead a Christ-centered life or allow the, the, the enemy to influence us. And so I would even go to the point where we get to choose every single day. Every day we choose to follow after Jesus. Every day. So so because if we're honest, I, I think some days are tougher than others. You know, some days, right, we go through some challenges, so we don't always choose to follow Jesus every day. Right? I mean, some some days we do, some days we don't. And, and things happen, and it knocks us off course. We get misguided, misdi- misdirected. We get off track. We get out of the habit of, of being involved in, in worship in church. We get out of the habit of, of reading our Bible, of praying. Something happens. Like we get knocked off course all the time. So I would say, every day we can choose to follow after Jesus. Sometimes it's every hour. It's like we need to re- redecide Every moment that we go through... Um, Because our attitudes will not take care of themselves. Our attitudes will not take care of themselves. We have to be very deliberate on our attitude. I I, I heard a quote one time. You probably have heard this too. It it says that life is 10% of what happens to us and 90% on how we respond to the 10%. Like, Again, I find that very true because sometimes we're not in control of the 10%. Things just happen, right? But how we respond is entirely up to us. And so if something happens to us, we either decide that we, we get to act harshly, right? Or respond out of uh, just, just hate or bitterness or, or, or just anger in our life that we're upset or, or we're inconsiderate towards that other person. Why? Because I've had a bad day. I've had a bad day, and so I get to take it out on you. And so here you go. And I'm still learning this. Uh, I I am still learning this. Recently, uh, I had a bad day, like a really, really bad day. It was tough. There were several things that went wrong. Uh, I had to deal with some issues and problems. I got let down. I dealt with some disappointment, some struggles, some uh, just hostility, and people directed things towards me. And I'm like, what's up? And so that night, I was telling Nicole about it all. Because right? normally if it's one thing, I'm okay. If it's two, I'm like, uh. but this was like 75 things all stacked up in one day. I'm like, I just, I had to get it. Up. So I was telling Nicole, uh, right, and, and, and she looked at me after I was done. Uh, she goes, are you venting or do I need to talk you off the ledge? And, right? and here's the deal. That's a legitimate question. right? I don't know about you, but for me, like, that's a legitimate question because at times I'm either on the ledge or I'm walking towards it. Uh, maybe you're better than I am but like just to be honest like sometimes I'm heading in that direction and so I like the thing that was incredible like the Lord is still molding me and shaping me and like in that time I was actually really proud I was able to look at her and say and say I'm just venting and so she then okay like I'm here for you and like and she was able to receive and and I did lose sleep that night right there was just a lot of things and just just turmoil inside and But the thing that was beautiful was the next day, the next morning that I woke up, yeah, I was tired. Yeah, I lost sleep. But I woke up knowing that everything was going to be okay. Um, And in the past, it maybe wouldn't have been that way for me. Uh, And so there are things that can happen every single day. And so here's a question. What if God put all those people and those situations in my day on purpose? I believe that, that God has a plan for my life, right? M- maybe you do too. M- maybe, maybe, just maybe, that, that I believe that every single day that I'm alive, God is directing me and leading me and guiding my steps. Maybe you believe that too. And so, if that's the case, maybe just, maybe all those people in situations were actually God orchestrating my steps and directing me, and he put those people there. And so I have a choice. I can choose sin or I can choose to follow after him, to lead a Christ in life and respond in the right way. And so it, it is difficult, right? But we can retrain ourselves in our attitude and especially with people because God put all those people in our life for a reason, right? Let me give you a couple of lists. Your roommate. Right? God put your roommate in your life for a reason. Your spouse. God gave you your spouse as a gift. So the times when you're irritated or impatient, like, yeah, you know, we have to remind ourselves, no, no, no. God put them there for our in-laws. God put them there for a reason. Our kids, at times, if we're honest, can be a challenge. God gave them to us. He, Students, if you're a teacher or a professor, your boss that you work for, if you are the boss, your employees, and some of you bosses are going, yeah, but I can fire them, (laughs) I can get them out as quick as they can, But, but you understand what I'm talking about, like God put those people there for a reason, and so what are your thoughts when you think about those people? When you think about them right now, what is your attitude towards them right now? And so I would say that we can choose to have a Christ-like attitude. In fact, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, it says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And so here's the deal, right? It is easy, easy for me to say, you can turn everything over to God, you can turn it all over to Him, but we're going to have tough days, right? And so how we work through them is paramount. It, it just exposes who we are and how we work through this because the difficult things are going to happen. And so here's the, what's incredible about those of us that are following after Christ. God wants to take them. Okay, God, God, God wants to take all of those things. So like I had this awesome opportunity to vent to my wife. God wants us to vent towards him at times. Just, just lay it all in line. God, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm struggle, what, what I'm struggling with. And here's what's incredible. God wants to keep them. All those people that we're thinking about, all those problems and issues, God wants to keep them. They're his. Like he he wants to take them. And so you can give them to God or you can keep them for yourself, but you can't do both. And so the choice is yours with your attitude, how you process. And so choose today how you're going to do this. And so what I want to do is I want to pray for us because I, like, I, I need this. Uh, maybe you do too. And so let's pray that God might give us fresh air in our life. And so, God, we come before you. And, Lord, we serve you. We honor you, God. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Lord, we recognize these things in Scripture. Um, man, and, and they are challenging for us as just in our humanness and who we are. And so, Lord, we, we confess our sins. Lord, the things that we've done that are wrong and against you and and where we've missed it, sometimes very badly. Lord, we confess that before you. Thank you for your forgiveness. But Lord, right now, we, we also declare we are not held back. We're not held down. We are not anchored by the chains and the weight of guilt and shame. Lord, we are set free. We're redeemed and restored. And so Lord, help us to walk in that. And God, right now, we pray for all the people and the situations that we're dealing with. God, would you bless them Would you encourage them, Lord, our spouse and our boss and our employees and and, and those that, that right now that are irritating us, that we're impatient with, God, I pray blessings over them. And, Lord, with that, that that would be the first step for us. Lord, that we would speak life, that we would speak blessings, not cursing. And so, Lord, that you would begin this amazing transformation in our mind and heart and soul and life that we would literally take on the attitude of our Lord Jesus. In your name I pray.